0: Welcome to the Happy High-Risk Pregnancy Podcast. I'm your host, Lexi Zuo. I'm so glad to have you here, Mama, and I hope that this podcast can be a huge source of education, encouragement, and empowerment on your high-risk pregnancy journey. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, friends. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you join me for another week of getting Educated and empowered for your high-risk pregnancy. Quick review for those who missed the last two episodes because today's episode builds on all that we've discussed so far. During episode one, we discussed why it is so important to get educated during your high-risk pregnancy. The main part is, one, learning how to parent. Thoughtful decision-making during your pregnancy is parenting. And this pregnancy is your first stepping stone to exercising those parenting muscles Two, it is neuroprotective for you. Research shows us time and time again that education ahead of time about your specific high-risk pregnancy diagnosis and any and all possible birth interventions dramatically decreases your risk for birth trauma and postpartum PTSD. Huge, huge, huge benefits to getting educated. Episode two, we discussed why it can feel so hard sometimes to be empowered during your high-risk pregnancy. The biggest reason usually is fear over what could possibly happen to you or your precious new baby during pregnancy or the birth. But the way to fight that fear is, again, getting educated and learning to collaborate with your provider. We talked last week about, one, learning the absolute risk related to your high-risk pregnancy diagnosis and or your planned method of delivery, Um, we also talked about number two, participating with your provider in shared decision-making. They are not the boss, but they are also not your enemy. Learning to work together to come up with a plan that keeps you safe and still provides you the beautiful birthday experience you've always dreamed of is so worth that shared decision-making process. So that's our review. Today, we are going to dive even deeper into how to go about getting educated and empowered. So as a four-time high-risk pregnancy mom, I know very clearly and viscerally just how overwhelming this high-risk pregnancy journey can feel some days. From the news of your initial high-risk pregnancy diagnosis to then all the extra tests and prenatal visits, the MFM appointments, all of the follow-up, it can feel like a lot some days, like a lot. Just the managing of the appointments and everything that you can do um, can feel like so much. So today, we're going to take a few first steps together to get you off to a great start learning exactly where you can go to get educated and what are some very specific things that you can do to get empowered. Just some of those initial baby steps. The last two episodes we kind of talked about the theory and the higher level vision. This time we're going to talk about some of those smaller baby steps. So the first step we've really emphasized and talked about is getting educated. You know by now that it is so important and protective, but where do you even begin? Like, you're like, okay, Lexi, I get it. This is good. But where do I even begin? Um, Some of my favorite resources that I recommend are Evidence-Based Birth, The Cochrane Review, any foundations or organizations related to your diagnosis or your baby's diagnosis? Beautiful One Midwifery. They are a wonderful uh, podcast and online store. I haven't talked about them before, but they are a group of two Christian midwives out in California. They're very holistic, and they just offer a really wonderful perspective that's a little bit less medically oriented. If that's something that you're interested in. I also really really, really love all the books published and all the blog episodes published by Dr. Sarah Wickham. She is amazing, she is a midwife and a perinatal research out of researcher out of the u k Her books are awesome; they are jam packed with research, evidence, science, no like nonsense in there, but she's also really, really gentle and um What's the word? Like objective. You're never going to feel pressured into one decision or the other reading her books, She lays out the information in a very objective way and also an easily understood way in her books and her blog. Finally, also Pub, PubMed is a great resource. Um, and the way that I recommend diving into some of these research sites or research sources is to start small. <laughs> take it one step at a time. After your initial diagnosis, make a list of questions you have about your specific pregnancy condition and or various birth situations or interventions that you or your baby might need. Make a list. So first step, make that list. Then try to research just one to two questions a week. Take it slow. And if you start to feel overwhelmed set the list aside and take a break. It's not a race. This is a process of getting educated and empowered. It's not going to happen overnight. And you need to go at a pace that truly feels doable for you and something that is encouraging to you, not something that's just going to fill you with a bunch more um, fear and anxiety. We don't want that. So take it slow, follow that list, and just one to two questions a week. Do a little digging, do a little research, and then set it aside and let it simmer and process. After you've done your own personal research, the next step after you've answered all those initial questions related to your particular case, I recommend taking a local, non-hospital, non-hospital childbirth class. Local is best, if possible, so that you can learn the real lowdown on the pregnancy and birth practices where you live. I have doula and childbirth educator friends from all over the US, and sometimes I am utterly shocked at how differently various regions and states do things in regard to pregnancy and birth. So, um, I, re- I really, really love lots of the online childbirth classes and resources. But best bet is to try and find someone local if you can. If you can't find a local class for you, um, an online childbirth class is a wonderful second choice. It's just really important that whatever course you take be comprehensive and unbiased. I cannot emphasize the unbiased part enough. You already have enough stress and challenges dealing with a high-risk pregnancy. You do not need to watch or walk into a childbirth class where they're going to further burden you with their strong opinions or beliefs about childbirth and various interventions. You need someone that's just going to objectively lay the information before you and let you decide. So um, be careful and be thoughtful about the class that you want to take. Um, If you cannot find a local childbirth class near you that jives well and is neutral and comprehensive enough, I do offer um, two online mini courses one on um, inductions and another one on c section So those are birth situations that are a lot more common with high-risk pregnancy moms. And so I wanted to be able to offer those mini courses. But even though I offer those, I still emphasize local is better if you can find it and then um, move on to online classes as a second choice. You also don't want to take a hospital-based course. Usually the hospital childbirth classes are really only teaching you that specific hospital policies that specific specific hospital's policies and preferences surrounding birth. You also don't want to take an extreme or a private course that has an extreme bent towards home birth or unmedicated birth. That's not really going to be very helpful for you. The reality is that high-risk pregnancy moms often need higher intervention births and there is no shame in that. You do not need your childbirth class to be adding extra shame or stress or anxiety to your already challenging high-risk pregnancy. So, So find an instructor or a course that will educate you on all your options in an unbiased and evidence-based manner. You deserve it. (laughs) Okay, now on to point two, how to get empowered through shared decision-making with your provider. How do you even go about that process? It sounds really nice, but what do I even do to start the process of shared decision-making? After you've done the work of getting educated, it's time to start empowering yourself to working collaboratively with your OB, MFM, or midwife. First, you need to start by making a regular list of questions or concerns that you have for your provider. Second, if you have strong preferences, for or against a certain treatment plan, you need to start expressing those wishes early and often in your pregnancy. This will allow you time to feel out how supportive your provider is of your those wishes and see how well that you can actually work together. If you realize during your pregnancy that you and your provider are not on the same page, one of two things can happen. One, you can simply pick a new provider and transfer care. In most states, it's actually fairly easy to do this. And um, many states have laws about uh, providers that you transfer from, you know, having to make it very easy for you to transfer your medical records and things like that. So it doesn't have to be this super awkward, weird like breakup process. Um, and Or two, if you choose not to transfer care, you need to, compromise on your preferences or simply be okay with being at odds with your provider or your chosen birth location. I want to be clear though that being at odds with your provider is not an ideal situation. It's not an impossible situation but it will be an ongoing uphill battle if you and your provider are at philosophical odds regarding pregnancy and birth. Shared decision making is a process of collaborating with your provider to keep you and your baby safe and to help you have a positive birth. We always want to keep in mind the hard work and the dedication that our providers have dedicated to their craft. Medical school and residency for OBs and extra fellowships for MFMs, midwifery school and very lengthy apprenticeships for midwives, they work hard and they do deserve our respect. But we also need to always keep in mind that they are not the dictator of your pregnancy or birth. You know your body and your baby best, so you get to listen to your provider's advice Filter it through your own education, research, and questions, and trust your gut and make the decisions that feel right for you. Okay, friends. So that is it for today. This episode is short and sweet. It was such a joy having you all again this week. I love, love, love sharing my passion for high-risk pregnancy in greater depth with you. I truly believe that all women deserve to feel educated and empowered during their pregnancy and birth even if they are high risk. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, Don't miss out on my free list of 10 questions to ask your OB or MFM if your pregnancy has been classified as high risk. I'll link it in this episode's show notes, but you can also access it right away at lexizuo.com forward slash links. I will see you guys next Monday. I am excited, super excited to have a special guest joining here. And yeah, I hope you guys have a great week.